The anxiety of creation manifests itself in all human works. It is the conflict that arises in our impossible quest for perfection, where we seek to bestow upon our children a life free of the troubles that had plagued us, only to see them shaped by forces we had not considered. In a way, each act of creation, of taking something from the mind and materializing it into the shared world, can be nothing more than an etched relief of the imperfections marked upon it by the sublime forces of chaos through which we wander. Anything we wish to bring out of the private realms of our inner dialogues is then subjected to the world and changed by the invisible hands of fate. I often wonder, is not the ether between my mouth and the words just as responsible for their sounds as my intention to speak them? Art is then perhaps best personified by the image of a man spinning a plate, always striving for uniform, constant motion, always struggling with the essential truths that bind us to this world. Time, gravity, centrifugal force, and his own limitations in the face of these things are in the end what make the performance worthwhile at all. down and the time code read something weird and I was like why is that happening and then I was like the record button isn't illuminated well the good news is that there is so much game left ahead to have genuine reactions to also I know but it, it like we could have lost way more than that yeah I just it's gonna take me a little bit to get over that yeah I, I we in the Morning, we can start a new file. <laughs> I'm fucking bummed that we have to play this whole fucking thing again. <laughs> Mostly, that's what I'm looking on the opposite end of you. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> it was getting really good. Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski. And here we go, season three, episode five. Book three, chapter five. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, uh-oh. <laughs> well, I mean... As you guys know, after hearing at the end of last episode, we're starting over. Yeah, we started the game over. Just to recap, we thought we had lost all of the recordings we had made. We didn't. I don't know how... We. I don't know. The specifics of this get wonky. We don't understand right. the program we're using to record. <laughs> so at the end of the night... We decided uh, we have to just start the game over. Right. And the next day we met up and began again. And because this is a documentation of our experience playing the game, and we're trying to illustrate what it feels like to play a Final Fantasy game. You guys are going to start the game over, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way we're doing <laughs> this. You're going to go through the experience we had. That's how it has to happen. So this episode's going to be a little different. Sit back, relax. It's more of a hangout, you know? Free your mind. Free your mind for this episode. I was thinking about it. This episode's kind of like a found episode. Like many uh -huh. shows have a lost episode. We thought that we had lost footage that would turned out we didn't. And so therefore there was a newer 
other found episode it's that a bonus exists. Episode. It's a bonus episode, exactly. Just like lose all of your illusions about what an episode is or should be. Break your mind out of mind prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And go to the bonus episode world. <laughs> That's where we're going <laughs> this week. So where this begins is like the next morning... I am in a horrible place. Mm-hmm. I am devastated that this happened. I just have to reiterate that I was, I, was, I could never have been more. I, I know. Not, you were so like, well, this is just care. what we have to do. And I, 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 I wanna... think I was like, oh no, it'll hurt our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> oh my God. We promise you that before the end of this episode, we will be back to where we left off. Uh huh. And without any further ado, let's let's experience this little journey that we went on of a replay of Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, we did some other stuff too. Yeah, we went out, we got bananas. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun episode. I, I honestly think this is going to be one of the most fun episodes. Yeah, this will be this will be good. But yeah, don't skip it. Oh, I hadn't even considered that anyone would do that. Somebody might. Nobody should. Should we even bring that up? I don't know. I mean, if you want to skip it, I guess you can. You'll have to wait a week for the next one. (laughs) And then you won't understand whatever jokes we come up with in this one. Yeah, I'm sure there will be callbacks to whatever. Anyway, the point... I'm not going to stop anyone from... from... We're not going to stop you from doing anything. Yeah. That you want to do. I mean, could we even? Do we hold that kind of power yet? How much power do we have? Very not, little. Not enough. Very, very not little. Yet. <laughs> we'll get more later, and we'll use it for that purpose. Okay, yeah. So let's let's do it. Let's go back to a very rough time. It was fine. Shut it was up. A fine time. God damn. <laughs> no, I'm totally on a like. There were jokes and moments and little things, and we were doing all those voices. <laughs> We were really doing good voices for so long. We weren't doing good voices. No, but I'll say the fact remains that we were sitting here reading every single live dialogue in a voice to nobody. To nobody. To ourselves. So we thought. But hey, you know what? It's like that was like we were doing a dry read. Oh my god. We rehearsed it now. Oh my god. (laughs) You know the parts. Because, yeah, we have to read it all again. <laughs> we have to read it all again. We have to read have it all read again. read it all again. Honestly, I've felt defeated many times making this podcast. This is the most deeply defeated I've ever felt. And it's so early. Well, because this and is it's, a new defeat. That yeah, was this defeat is... in the game. This is like defeat in the production. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's so much deeper of a cut for me. One of the things that's going on here is as soon as something that you thought was pretty good is gone, it becomes this extraordinary thing. Like you put it way up on the pedestal and you realize that thing that I'm never sure exactly what it was, was the funniest, most incredible thing that ever could have been. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as it's gone, I it, don't, like, becomes better in your mind. I don't know where I got this instinct from, but my reaction to this... Like, in college, I had, like, two... My first two whole scripts uh-huh. were on a hard drive that crashed, oh, and they yeah. were gone, and I was like, who cares? Those weren't good anyway. Well, and, I mean, like, anything I've ever lost, before I even think about it, I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not a... That thing sucks. I'm dude, moving on. I'm there like, were some <laughs> sketches I lost in college <laughs> that I still am convinced were, like, the funniest sketches I ever wrote, and 
and I know they're not. <laughs> you know that they're I not. know that they're definitely not, but like they're gone now. Gone. For, there was something about a general. I remember. Let's recreate it right now. There I was a general. I don't remember what the bit was. It's gone forever. But because it's gone forever, it's now the best sketch I ever wrote. Yeah, I feel the opposite about it. I prefer things that I do to not be here forever. The right. things I've done in the past <laughs> that are still on the record, I'm like, oh my God. I know, I know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like when you can actually go over it, you're like, this wasn't that good. Yeah. But like, I think that your attitude is much healthier than mine. I think, I don't know. I think there's a balance there because I'm totally like, I don't even protect my shit because I hope it gets destroyed. You know? I, it's like, <laughs> I, after that experience of losing those sketches, if I do anything, it's instantly on seven different hard drives. Mm-hmm. So the idea that this wasn't recorded in the first place, I was going like, but wait, there's got to be a way to get this data. It's got to exist somewhere. (laughs) And it's just like, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. See, I have a nightmare to drop on you. I'm the kind of person who I'm like, yeah, my computer has been acting weird for a few months. Probably should back it up before it gets even weirder. And I just like sit on it. That is a thousand times worse than not preheating your pizza. Jesus Christ. I just like play this game. You're a monster. How do you I'm looking at the computer and I'm like, seems like it's ticking down. Who knows what the clock reads though? You're trying to ride the edge like that? No, no. No. How do you feel about this in retrospect? Like hearing your reaction to it versus like now knowing how it all turned out? Well, the truth I was living at that time Mm -hmm. is not completely ridiculous to me. One thing that this did illustrate for me is a reminder that if this was the most devastating thing that's happened to me in a while, I have an amazing life. Yeah. Like, things are good. Also, I was thinking, like, maybe I'm not putting myself out there into positions where I might get hurt enough if this is the Mm -hmm. most hurt that I felt. In this moment, what was recording was me just having to feel it for a period of time. Yeah, and I want to say, I don't think your position was ridiculous at all. I just, like, I did not react. What do you think of your reaction? Uh, Well, especially now that you know that the audio was there, your reaction is perfectly justified. Well, my, like, thought at the time was, like, there's no way way this would even hurt the podcast other than in some hypothetical podcast that can't exist anymore. Uh But, like, for what people hear, it's going to be fine. Right, right. Whereas what I thought, I was like, whatever happens, we'll just get it all Mm -hmm. sorted when we get there or whatever. And I I was mostly just, like... I can't believe I'm starting Final Fantasy VI over again. This is like the twelfth time that I've started Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Like I've played this part, yeah, so many fucking times. And well, that's the thing where it's like these games really did kind of prepare us for this moment, yeah. Because it's like the setbacks, the starting over, the like the nature of like all of that time and effort that we spent on this was lost. Yeah, and I got to just go back to the other save point and start from there. This is honestly, this is not that much worse from like having a bad save point and dying it like, really it's, isn't it's a little bit worse but like maybe only by an hour that honestly is part of why <laughs> i feel totally justified in in keeping this whole thing in the show is like yeah it is an illustration of losing when you haven't saved in forever yeah and i mean to the fa- audience out there how many times have you started a final fantasy game yeah and how many times have you finished a final fantasy game like, compared to the number of times you've started. I know the answer for me, like, part of what was enticing about the podcast was I was like, and then we'll actually finish them. Right, I was exactly. Like, I never fucking finished exactly. these games. <laughs> <laughs> it really hurt. 
I think in the end it's gonna be not as big of a deal as you feel like. It really isn't, I know that, but right now I wanna curl up into a fucking ball. Like, I really... Like, I really don't know the last time, like, I felt that, like, in a moment, just, like, crestfallen. Truly. I'm gonna ride the no mistakes wave. I'm just gonna say fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, man. So the next morning, we meet up, we regroup, uh-huh. we head out to get some groceries, get breakfast. Soft reset on the whole game. Yeah, on know? our brains. We were like, okay, let's do the get snackage thing again. Right. We're just gonna go do the whole thing again, <laughs> including like the driving to places <laughs> and the getting ready to settle in. Yep. I was just caught off guard. I was emotionally off guard. Usually, when you hear about things, bad things, when bad things happen, you're prepared for them. I was just like, I didn't think a world like that could happen. This is the JRPG life. One of the reasons I unironically think that Inside Out is one of the best movies ever made is that its fundamental message is saying that sadness has a purpose. And its purpose is usually in temporary and in specific spots. Mm -hmm. And you use it, and you feel it, and you allow it to take over. <laughs> it's like a way of allowing for closure. It's just like you feel the sadness for a period of time, and then you let it pass. Mm -hmm. Counterpoint, sadness doesn't have a purpose, uh -huh. and you don't ever have to feel it at all. <laughs> yeah? And how <laughs> does that lead to a healthy life? I mean, a good way to process. I'm this. not saying that it's good or bad. Well, here's my question: is, uh, <laughs> I assume that you really I've didn't. It beyond. really didn't affect you, but maybe you're just bottling it up, and someday later on, when about something completely unrelated, you're <laughs> gonna, gonna break explode in, in rage, oh. and you're gonna be like, "Why did I have that reaction to that?" And it's gonna be because you never dealt with your emotions about the data loss. I think there's... You're probably right about other things in my life, but I don't know if that's true of this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we go to the store. We're trying to pick up clotted cream. We get back into the car with a bunch of snacks. Yeah, I got, like, very distracted. As, this happens to me once in a while, where when I see the olive bar... Like at Whole Foods, I just suddenly am struck by this like need to get the biggest container and like fill it with as many types of olives as I can. Marinated beets, little cocktail pickles, and then a wide variety of olives. Gamer from, food. <laughs> taken from all of the dishes. Classic gamer food. You know, because like when you picture a streamer that's doing like they're a just like art, eating olives and covered in out olives. Pits, you know, yeah, they've got oil all over their there. hands, and they're just like <laughs> they're eating a lot of briny things. That's that's what gamers are known for. Oh well, let's say we just bought at Whole Foods some regular pasteurized cream. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make clotted cream with that. And we got two different types of bananas. Yes. With both of which are confusing. One of them is red. Yeah, we got like some little baby bananas and some red bananas. Well, are the baby ones, because the baby ones are green, are they ripe? We're gonna when, assume when we that eat? they are. We're gonna assume that they are? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we're gonna potentially, what we're signing ourselves up for is some potentially terrible bananas. But we don't have to eat them all right now. We'll right. try them and then, and then wait can, a few days yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we'll try them again. They're mini. 
Yeah. yeah. You're not going to fill up on them. <laughs> That's another thing, too, that maybe I'll like about this mini banana, is I always feel like you get a few bites into a banana, and you're like, I don't need... I don't need all this banana. And you can't save banana once it's opened. Once it's you open, it's You cannot save over. a banana. Yeah. And then the peel is dangerous. You can't leave it out. <laughs> People are slipping on them all the time. <laughs> it's a liability. <laughs> yeah, what was this era where banana peels were all over the streets, causing everybody to slip? I mean, maybe that was like during the first banana boom and you'd be walking around and you just happen to be near a banana importer and there's just bananas all over. You, you know, know what I think it probably is more than that is like Charlie Chaplin did a slapstick thing that involved a banana and everybody was like... Well, yeah, I could also see, I can also see the physical joke of he's like, I've finished this and he throws it on the ground and then slips on his own thing. Exactly, you know? exactly. But that whole, like, slipping on a banana peel thing, it reminds me, like, I was thinking last night, because I, I was listening to that Carson podcast, mm-hmm. but basically, at some point, Johnny Carson had, like, a rubber chicken that he had under his desk, like, in case of emergency. Uh, and it just got me thinking about, like, what, what was ever funny about the rubber chicken? Like, why is that a standard comedy staple? A rubber chicken. Like, is it funny because it flops? It's floppy and I think, goofy? I mean, I think it looks super funny. It just looks on goofy own. on its own. Yeah. You know, I had a rubber chicken when I was a kid. I never... I've never really thought about it. I didn't think of it as a comedy thing either, but you're right. It is like a... It's like a clown prop. Right. But just the idea that a comedian would be like, see, if you're dying out there, just pull out the rubber chicken. They'll go nuts. I don't know if maybe... I don't know. <laughs> that would what be weird fuck? if it was ever... I don't know if it was ever... Was it like a stand-up thing? I don't, like, know. I don't know. And now I feel like it's a meta joke about comedy of like, right. here's this relic. Right. <laughs> of, like, if it was used in stand-up, I feel like it would have been used by Steve Martin when he was like kind of exactly, making fun right, of stand-up. right. We don't know. I don't know. Because all we have is the internet. Because I also put on that old TNG episode recently where Joe Piscopo teaches Data what comedy is. Right. And it's so funny to me because it's like, it's like Data wants to know what comedy is and he goes to the 1980s to learn. <laughs> Like standard stand-up comedy like, from the I 80s. love that in the future everyone has agreed. They're like in this humorless future they live right. in. They're like comedy was definitely at its best in the 1980s. Exactly. Like, like we've that, agreed upon that, and that's that's what I think is so funny. Is like there's no comedian from the future. You know what? I'm just thinking about it, and I can't say why or why I think so, but I agree. The rubber chicken is good. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know what it is, and I don't know why, but I think... I think the rubber chicken might be good. (laughs) I'm just going to hit the ATM. Oh, now, say, what are you doing handing me this this rubber chicken? Uh, 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 I used... uh, mm, Yeah, I don't have anything about... 
Jimmy Stewart and rubber chickens. But maybe it could be uh, Jimmy Stewart uh, complaining that uh, he has to go on stage and all they've given him to work with is a rubber chicken. Well, see, don't you think the people are just tired of this? Don't we want to give them something honest? I, I mean, they they go out there and they work every day for the for the pennies that they can scrape together, and once they can rub two nickels together, they, they come here to to let off some steam, and and you're gonna send me out there with a, a rubber chicken, a rubber chicken, really? Yeah, I think the rubber chicken might be fresh again. <laughs> Well, yeah, because, like, Ven Piscopo starts going off about, like... He basically goes off on a big Jerry Lewis impression. Because he's like, what's funny? And he's like, what's funny is going like... Where are you? <laughs> and it's like... Cause, how was this ever really good? I guess because it was like he was... What, what was good in, like, the 50s was full commitment to silliness... Because silliness... Because everyone was so serious. Everybody was... Yeah, exactly. Like, silliness... Just being silly was so outrageous... Yeah. That it itself was incredibly brilliant. And it's like, all you're doing is like a weird noise... When you talk... Because you're using the words, but the words are not the comedy. It's the way you're talking. So, something tells me that this baby banana... Is like a not right. So this is the continuation of our quest to find better bananas. Yep. We went to Whole Foods. We got mini bananas, which are it turns out exactly the same as normal bananas, but they're small. So that's a plus already, because right. they're not as much. Mm-hmm. And then we also got a red banana that was definitively not ripe. Definitively a different type of banana too mm-hmm. like a di- whole different animal yes not the banana that we were actually recommended to try we still haven't tried we that, haven't found which is like that a thai yet. banana yeah, some, something, something like that we got to go to a specialty store mm-hmm. but on this day in history we tried two banana varietals <laughs> that's right <laughs> okay i'm opening the banana this looks unique no that's ripe. that's not bad do you want your own mini banana here? Yeah, let me go yeah, get yeah, one. Yeah. Haley, watch out. Hmm. Yeah, I would say that's better than a regular banana. It's not very different from a regular banana. Like a good ripe banana, I don't know that it's like significantly different. I like the smell. Mm-hmm. It has a really fresh, planty smell. Mm-hmm. Almost like a vegetable. Like a salad. Right. Tastes like a banana. Yeah, I don't know that this solves my indifference towards bananas. Okay, now this red one, I think I'm gonna have to like cut it open. This try to try to open this like a normal banana. <laughs> it's like got armor on it. Yeah, that's some tough skin. I think that's a cut. Yeah, you you do yeah. the cut. Is this maybe not right? That's terrible. That is a really horrible. Oh. Oh man, that is awful. It's like a cucumber. It tastes like a cucumber in the shape of a banana. I'm drying my tongue out. (laughs) No, it's bitter. Oh. (laughs) 
What is that? It's like you can't swallow it. It's like it has thorns in it. It's very fibrousy. What the fuck is this even for? Is do you like have to cook it to make it okay? Maybe. That's terrible. What the fuck is that? Now that is a worse banana. That is a sick. If that's what's on our horizon, that could, that's we're what in I'm trouble. saying. That could be on our horizon. If that's what's on our horizon, bananas are dead. We don't need. What the what? Wow. Oh man. It was like it was like eating a spoonful of nutmeg. Like each bite I tried to chew, my tongue just literally did you dried like out. A banana like challenge. Sand, sand in my mouth. Yeah, no, it was like a consistency I've never experienced. I've got some before. of it like in my teeth, and it's like rough. It's like it actually made me gag. Fucking terrible. Oh, that's a depressing banana. That is a terrible, terrible banana. Now you know what is good? Marinated beets. <laughs> mm-hmm. So as you can hear in the background, it begins again. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I just gotta emphasize that red banana was worse than dog toothpaste. It was, it was really... One of the worst things I've ever tried to eat. Right, and this was supposed to be eaten by humans. Yeah, we bought this at a store, like at Whole Foods. They <laughs> yeah. sell this to people. Yeah, like you said, it As though it it's a like... banana. As though it's a thing you should eat like a fucking banana. It's like the most familiar fruit ever. Yeah, it's like the kind of thing, though, that if you found it in the wild, your body would be like, this must be poison. Don't eat this. Yeah, this is not food. <laughs> this is not food. But anyway, we get started on the game. I can't believe how bad that fucking banana was. I can't either. That's amazing. I didn't expect to find a banana that, like, I... Hated more actually, than anything. Well, because, like, I don't hate the banana. I just don't think it's very good. What, I got to think that we did it wrong. Is that our red banana... How do you know when a red banana is ripe? Mm-hmm. They do change color, not so obviously as normal bananas. There's a slight greenish tint that disappears as they ripen, and the red becomes a bit deeper. They also get softer, including the skin getting more tender, just like a yellow banana skin. So it might have just been a really unripe red banana. Possible. But I can't imagine... When would it be good? Like, what does a good version of that taste like? I mean, if you look at the cross-section here, look at how green the inside of the skin is here. Yeah, it... Maybe we try it again in a few days? Yeah, or weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are starting the game again. Yep. This is just what we gotta do. Not taking any risks going forward. What do you mean? Well, that's what they said. Oh. Well, audience, we'll probably see you in a few hours after we've cut out all of this shit that we're about to play up until where the recording stopped. On the plus side, we have a bounty of olives. We, <laughs> we gotta look at the positives. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Okay. Man. I should have just gotten a whole thing of marinated beets. Piss red for days. I mean, I'm excited. Still don't have to work today. Get to hang out, play yeah. Final Fantasy, eat a bunch of olives. <laughs> it's a perfect day. Yeah. Yeah, the banana future, if it's red, does not look bright. Not at all. I mean, red does mean where the hell did you get that banana at? Because it tastes like fucking garbage. To me, it seemed like, you know how it's like if you found something that looked like fruit in the wild, 
and it would be just something you have to choke down. You're like, I know it's edible, kind of, but right. it's not really food. <laughs> like, it hasn't it been has... domesticated. <laughs> this is just, like, sustenance. plant pulp. Right. Yeah. Like, whenever you're watching Survivor Man, and he's like, oh, this cactus is technically edible. Or he's, like, <laughs> scraping bark off of trees, and he's like, you can get you can get the yellow stuff out from in here, and you can kind of eat it. And you will survive. But you don't normally stock a grocery store with, with that kind those of stuff. items. <laughs> it will feed me, but it ain't tasty. Yeah, that with a banana split. <laughs> that would be such a funny prank to plan somebody to yeah. make a banana split with those in it, and they'd be like, what, what is this? <laughs> I feel like you could easily choke to death on that banana. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. She's reacting with the Esper. Mm -hmm. She was born magic, which was weird hey. because... Hey, just jump. Magic conversion therapy we thought would work. <laughs> Turns out, it's a gene thing. Oh yeah, there's a Bitcoin bed. I'm sorry, but we're not going to explain to you what's happening in the yeah. game through most of this, I think. We're going to assume that you heard the first four episodes, and so when you hear game shit happening in the background, just, you, you'll, maybe you'll you know what it is. Maybe you can piece it together, I don't know, but we can't, we can't go over this all again. This is a real hangout this episode. This is just, yeah, this is the the main line of our show. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the parts of the show that you loved the most. Condensed <laughs> into one episode. Coffee and olives is a pretty good pairing. Really? Yeah. That sounds like a really unique, really trendy hipster. Just like store. So oh, coffee man, and a olives. Coffee shop that's also, also just an olive bar. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you would be a huge hit. I think it has to be cold coffee. I don't think I'd want to drink a really hot coffee and eat olives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I feel like if you did that and you just told people they paired well, they would believe you. Like, I don't know if right. this technically is good pairing. But no, no, no. I think you could sell right? it in the right neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. You could open up a coffee and olives shop. I feel like that would spread by word of mouth where it's like, there's this coffee shop that has these amazing olives. It's all, it's all they do is coffee and olives. Well, if this Final Fantasy thing doesn't work out... <laughs> I gotta get into the settle-in mindset for a few hours, just relax, enjoy the watching of the game. There's no podcast just, to even record. Just, yeah, just take it easy. Just relax. Just do some breathing exercises. Meditate. Just a big inhale through the nose. <laughs> Final Fantasy. Koopa. <laughs> and just just relax. Yeah. Just let the Final Fantasy wash over wash you. over you. We're getting all our old friends back. Nice. Finger wagging. Finger wag. When you're being silenced, is it not that you're being silenced? Is that you're getting like so much echo on your voice that you can't understand what's what? And so the echo screen screens out all those echoes and lets one voice be one again. I don't. Th I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they wouldn't call it silence. <laughs> I think it just makes it's it so made you a can't lot of say more. the spell. Right. That's the most traditional silence anyway. Like in D&D, it's like you you can't talk, so your magic doesn't work. Right, because you can't say the magic words. Mm -hmm. Can't yell out cure two. Exactly. All right, I just Googled echo screen, 
and everything that's coming up is about the Amazon Echo Show, which is the Echo that has a screen in it. This is interesting. In other games, it's called the Echo Herbs, the Echo Grass, the or the Echo yeah, Drops. Yeah, there's different names in different games. Maybe it's a screen that creates echoes so you can sound again. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. You want to hear some great trivia about Echo Screen? Yes. Despite neither the item nor the silence status appearing in the game, Echo Grass appears as an answer for a brain blast quiz in Final Fantasy XIII 2. What? What is a brain blast quiz? <laughs> I'm assuming a mini game? Brain blast. It's a quiz mini game in Final Fantasy XIII 2. <laughs> Played on terminals scattered around some city. It sounds like something where you, like, grind out stuff on quiz terminals. Are you, it's a dark <laughs> glimpse into our future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't get enough olives. You got a lot left in there. It's not enough. No, no, already. Not enough olives. I eat this shit like it's cereal. The breakfast of champions. Mm. You should try to make olive oil. I don't think you use marinated olives to make olive oil. No, I don't think... <laughs> when I lived with a family in Spain, they, like, had this, like, outside of the city, they also owned this, like, giant farm that basically was just for olives and cherries. Mm -hmm. And so they just had an unreasonable amount of fresh olive oil that they made for themselves every all the time. Yeah. Cooked everything in it. And the sure weirdest... It was delicious. The, it was... And I ate a lot, and I remember at one point, like, late in the program, one of the people who was running the program came up to me and was like, Hey, um, is your family feeding you the family that you're staying with? And I was like, yeah? Like, they're feeding me, like, whoa. And they were, the dude was like, because you've, like, lost, like, a lot of weight in the last month. And I was like, I don't know, but they're cooking everything in a lot of olive oil rather than butter. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm walking around Spain all day, every yeah, day. Yeah, you're walking around, watch TV you're all eating day. homemade food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, you're like, I left America. I left America. That's <laughs> so <laughs> Are olives marinated in olive oil? Is that one of the things that it's marinated in? The juices of its brethren? Sometimes I think they can be. I don't know, don't you have to do something to them so that they're okay to eat? Like, you gotta ferment them for a while anyway. Like, I don't know if you can just eat olives off the tree. But how do you get the oil from it? Do you, like, juice the olive? And oil comes out? I don't think so. They also, like, because, like, one weekend we went out to that farm, and they just had these cr crates full of the freshest, best cherries. They weren't maraschino cherries. They were, like, this other type of cherry I'd never had before. Mm -hmm. And I just ate, like, a whole crate full of them, and the family was like, what is going on? Like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, these are just, I've never tasted something so good. They're kind of, like, we should have them everywhere here, these kinds of cherries. They're like the one that has like a stripe of white too. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? No, never heard of such a thing. It's, you would go, you would be pissed off if you ate one because you'd be like, why are these not in every bowl on every street? A, a cherry in every bowl, a chicken in every pot. This is what FDR should have been focused on. <laughs> yeah, join them. Join Probably them. some kind of grinding and centrifuging and. The classic blended up, separate the parts out. 
scenario, right? Olive oil is produced in the mesocarp cells and is stored in a particular type of vacuole called a lipovacuole. Basically, every cell contains a tiny olive oil droplet. Olive oil extraction is the process of separating the oil from the other fruit contents, right? Mm -hmm. So, how do? Sounds like you can achieve it through a press. Mmm. I, I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, so you juice the olives and then you separate it out. You do juice the olive. Mm -hmm. Get ready. Sink the castle. Like, I'm not just gonna get lost for fun. No. Is this where I'm supposed to go? Yeah. <laughs> he says as he gets God damn it, I should have just bought so many beets. <laughs> gotta get some sick beets. I must have some kind of vitamin deficiency, because like, eating these beets, my body's like, just more, more, more beets. beets. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that'll happen for him. Oh, just like caveman eating, like, it, some kind of instinct kicks in. Yeah, you just know that you need something. It's the same thing that Coca-Cola has like perfectly engineered for like when you're like first get that first sip and you're like, oh, I can't not continue to gulp for a minute here. Mm -hmm. Because they put more salt in so that they can put more sugar in so that they can put more sugar in. It really shouldn't be something that people are allowed to consume. No. Who are, it should be like drinking alcohol. I would love an 8-ounce Coca-Cola. I look for those cans. They're so hard to find. Yeah. They do exist. You know that's just the standard in most of Europe? But Big Sody Pop wants you to be drinking 12 or 24. Yeah, well, because Big Sody Pop is in league with big health insurance. <laughs> Probably, I don't know. <laughs> to be like... I wouldn't be surprised if it was revealed that Coca-Cola owned everything. Like, all the media companies. Mm. Like, they actually were like, actually, we own all of it. We just told like, you we that are, we made We so. are America. Yeah, yeah. What if they own everything? Uh -huh. They're like, we own the sugar plantations that we uh, use to make the Coke, and uh, on top of that, we own the Russian oligarchy, we own the Trumps. <laughs> like, everything that's happening in the world, don't worry, Coca-Cola has a vision. <laughs> like, we're doing... I would think I would feel better about all the things happening in the world right now oh my God. if it turned out that it were just some plan by Coke, and Coke was like, don't worry, it's all leading to something. It's all leading as to... As long as it's leading to something. Have a Coke and a smile. Yeah, exactly. Like, some new the slogan. new marketing is like they pull fascism back, and like Coke comes back. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Coca-Cola classic returns. Because it'll get to a place where it's like, it's Coke Trump now. Oh my god. And then everyone hates Coke Trump. Or Trump Coke. And then Coca-Cola like pulls back the wave. And oh then they're god. like, and Coca-Cola classic returns. Oh my, that's gotta that's be what's plan, happening. right? Now it all makes sense. Now it all makes perfect sense. <laughs> Red bananas are shorter, plumper, and hardier than the average banana. It should be eaten only when ripe, as an immature red banana tastes like a dry and chalky starch. Yeah. <laughs> when ripe, it will have a thick, brick-red peel and ivory-hued, semi-soft flesh. Okay. Its flavor is sweet and creamy with raspberry highlights. Okay, so it's not even close, because that peel is like... It's like green. No, it's it's we ate a deeply unripe red banana. Okay. Well that then we'll have to try that again in a while. Red bananas. Aren't they supposed to be good? Yeah. 
<laughs> Not like some kind of nightmare banana? I bought some red bananas at the local international supermarket. They were a nice maroon color and simply labeled red banana. Red bananas are listed as their favorite banana to eat raw. Sweet taste similar to a yellow banana. Well, it didn't turn out well. The first day I opened one up with a knife. The skin is like armor. <laughs> I literally yeah, said armor. I, and took a bite. I expected something different, of course. But what I got was a bitter, astringent, and incredibly dry, starchy experience. I mean, this thing dried out my mouth, my tongue, my lips. Everything felt like I had just eaten poison. Yeah, that's how I would put it. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I thought, it, well, that was awful. But let me wait a few days and then try them again. Maybe they're not right. Pretty much the same experience. Maybe a little bit less starchy, but terrible flavor. Almost no flavor, really. And that starchy, bitter feeling. No sweetness at all. Are these things supposed to be like this? Is there a response? Um, yeah, I'm looking for... Oh, and this is his favorite tea. And this is his books. And this is his bed. Like, all the people responding have no fucking idea. They're all going like, maybe you cook it. I don't know. <laughs> but other sources seem to indicate, like, that is a straight-up unripe. Yeah, I think we should pick up as though... <laughs> Welcome back, audience. Wasn't that a fun time? Now we get to replay another part of this game that we've already played. Mm-hmm. We've reached the part of the game where we thought that the recordings had stopped. So to be totally clear, from this point to the point that you guys left off at the end of episode four, we started performing again. Just to be totally clear. <laughs> There's a slight difference in the second half of this episode. We're entering South Big Road, which is a nice town, full of chocobo stables and a winding cafe that has a confusing layout. Well, I can't wait till it's night and I'm doing a... Some kind of a stealth oh, yeah, let's go here. buy some... Well, I'm gonna actually fight a little bit to get make some money so we can buy all the shit we want. That sounds good. Gauntlet allows you to double hand. Uh, here we are, That's pretending a... to learn this for the first That's time. That's what I call my whack-off move, the gauntlet. Yeah. Both hands. <laughs> wait, what was it that I had for the euphemism that it sounded like... Uh... A wag and a wink. No, no, it was something else that was like for jerking off. Although a wagon and white could work for that, but it was something else. We'll come up to it again. I'm sure that's one where my brain will do the same thing when we run into that line of dialogue. I'm thinking of Don't Tease the Octopus, kids. Oh, yeah, okay. That's... I was even unsure. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's the Ultros joke. Mm hmm. Here's Shadow. Yeah, Shadow. Look, at the very least, you could give me a response. Right, he's stand back. He seems vaguely familiar. <laughs> All these clues make a lot more sense when you know the whole story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Empire has been invading one town after the next. We're not safe here. Okay. That's enough of the inn people. Mm. So in Figaro, there's that mansion in the north of town. We mm -hmm. go in there. When you walk in, the rich man's like, oh, you startled me. So we're talking about that. Mm -hmm. Even millionaires can be startled. Yeah. Which is weird, because, like, I really thought that they couldn't be. Yeah. That's how you become a millionaire, right? You just are un unflappable. It's no behind matter the... Yeah. Yeah, it, you make more money the less startled you are. You go into, like, a fancy restaurant where all the millionaires are, and they come to your table, and they try to make you flinch, and then when you don't, they're like, here's a stack here's of Here's a stack of cute they throw down. <laughs> like, welcome to the club. Fat wad. Yeah. <laughs> 
But also, what is that an actual room of? It's if, a save room where he keeps his safe spot. Where he <laughs> He's so rich he has a safe spot in his house. Right, that's like one of those like <laughs> rare... <laughs> yeah. Don't call me a thief. I'm a treasure hunter. And it just so happens most of the treasure is in the homes of wealthy people. Into the drunk man's house. You mean the cider guy? Yeah. The cider house? He has rules. Cider house rules he... are, don't talk to me unless you have cider. <laughs> That's rule number one in the cider house. I don't like strangers. Bring me some cider and I'll, maybe I'll talk to you. That's the cider house rule. <laughs> it's, it's the cider, cider house, house rules. Isn't like, isn't like a movie where there's frat bros like, the cider house rules. Right? Cider house rules. Yes. The cider house is like a frat, like like it's like animal house, but the cider house. It's British animal house. Yes. The, they just yeah. remade it. You know how they made the office everywhere? Right. They make animal, animal house, house everywhere. It's the cider house over they there. They adapt it to binge drinking cultures all over the world. <laughs> um, it's like there's rules in the cider No, house. I believe it's Michael Caine runs an orphanage in Maine. He's like, these are the cider house rules. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. And, and the kids, the orphans are like, okay. This town will go down fighting. This guy is like, we're going to put up a good fight. And then like 20 minutes later, it's wrecked. Yeah, they do not put up a good fight. <laughs> okay, moving on. We'll, we'll build the podcast again, but faster and better. And stronger. We'll build it again. <laughs> yeah, that voice is best done when delivering one-liners. Yeah. But I kind of find it hilarious to, like, have a whole... No, that's like, the... Soliloquy. Because the whole... Done, like... Like, Hamlet's soliloquy done... To be or not to be! Yeah. <laughs> that is the question! <laughs> Whether tis noble or in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune! Yeah, you can only do it very loud, too. There's no... It's hard to whisper in that voice. Yeah. I mean, I doubt we're doing, like, eco-friendly camping, either. I bet we just leave all of our shit. Yeah, but there's also not a lot of, like, non-biodegradable stuff around for us to use. There's a lot of metal. Yeah, there's probably no plastic, though. Right, like... I don't think they have styrofoam in this world. Right, like the packaging that the tents come in. Right, because they're still using steam technology. They're not using oil. Right. Right. They're not burning... They're using fuels. magic. They right. got crystals and they got steam. <laughs> in a world where they could have, like, fossil fuels in this game... Mm-hmm. Are the fossils all monster fossils that have They become... would probably be old monsters, you know? Just like dinosaurs yeah. are. I guess you could make oil eventually from humans, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the biomass. Yeah, there's nothing special about them being dinosaurs no, that turns into oil. Did you think that that's... What no, I didn't, but I don't know what You're I was... You're so lucky that dinosaurs <laughs> because that's what makes... I can't believe I ever thought that. The, the fact that dinosaurs became oil is like a thing, but it's not because they were dinosaurs, you fucking idiot. I just can't believe that I'm just now thinking of the idea of human oil, like extracting <laughs> and selling my own skin oil yeah. well, as a cooking oil. Well, we're talking about like crude oil. Yeah, like, I know, but like I, I've like switched back to millions olive oil. Of years. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> 
but with people, you juice people. You know, like with when like you're sweat, like when you're especially oily, and you like just push it out of your pores. You just scrape That's all sweat, that. Up. Not oil. It's not no, literally oil, oil in your skin. Oh, you're right. There are. Yeah, come on. Oils. You know, we yeah. do have oils. Like, natural oils. Like inside of your pimples and stuff. Right. You know, and you just but collect there, all of that. There are like shampoos <laughs> infused with natural it. oils. Yeah, is that what we're washing are our we hair t- with? With other people's is hair there, oil. Like, a farm somewhere where they like are just like wringing out greasy hair and and they add that into the shampoo and can you cook with it can you cook with it that's what i really want to question that is the real question to give it a nice it's got a low uh, smoke point (laughs) i want to say let's move on and yet this whole episode there is no moving on i mean we've fully entered the the next dimension there's there is no forward or backward anymore jeff this is not going anywhere and it's not going nowhere either it's like some kind of hackier version of like a douglas adams like what is reality yeah so let's get back to that Fuck, dude. Look, I must have hit A when I was entering Sabine's name, and now we have Sabina. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Who cares? Who cares? I would be like, your save it's point was like a minute to... ago, and we could reset, but I don't, I don't, I feel like. But Sabine's was named like 40 minutes ago. Like, you named Sabine in Figaro Castle. Oh, and we just realized it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we'll just not call him Sabina. Yeah. And or maybe we will. Naming way. Maybe we will. Damn, dude. I'm going ham on these olives. <laughs> oh, do you want to say on Mike your ham story? Because you remembered somebody saying going ham. I have well, a specific you, memory. You were like of a friend of mine who would always make bad puns. And he would say, guys, I'm going to go ham on this sandwich. But the other puns were shit like, what was it, like a scoop? What's the ice scoop with the ice what's cream? What's the scoop with the what's ice the cream? What's the deal with these cards? What's the, yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, maybe he was just super clever. But it wouldn't be a pun if going ham wasn't a thing people said. In a not relation to a ham sandwich, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. I just don't know where, like, I, I don't understand how it started. And but like we were that, saying, that you don't understand lost the time and how that's cool. The thing. Yeah, there's lots of pieces of language where I'm like, I don't understand how. Although I can kind of under wrap my head around how you get to cool. I don't think it's that. I mean, I'm determined to figure out the actual origins, but after... Dennis didn't know it, I kind of was like, oh no, but then... I mean, yeah, and I also asked someone else who was like, you know, mid to late 30s, like, I was like, I was like, going ham, that's like before Jay-Z and Kanye West, right? And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course. And I was like, and I was like, okay, he was, it was like not even a question I knew how to ask. He's like, what are you asking me? I was like, (laughs) I was like, you know that phrase? He's like, yes. And I was like, and it's not from Watch the Throne. And he was like, right. no. And I was like, but, but where? What is it from? And what is but it? But he doesn't, of course he doesn't know. He's like, I don't know. I just know it. Yeah. And then he was like, the maze is not for you. And I was like, we're robots. We're living in Los Angeles world. Just the a thing that we know. Going ham. It's like a vestigial... The maze is not for you? Yeah, you know, they they got the maze, he's going around with the maze, and all the robots are like, the maze is not for you. And he's like, what do you mean? They're like, it doesn't look like anything to me. 
Oh, in Westworld. Yeah, I'm making a West. I'm jumping I, to Westworld. I was like, because I was, I was like, because we do mazes on this show. No, no, and they're I, not for us. <laughs> so I was like, the maze is not for you. And it's been long enough that I, I'm gonna figure it out. I just googled what does going ham mean, and it says the the top definition, which again is very suspect. It says ham is an acronym for hard as a motherfucker. And that's not fucking true though. That's what I'm saying. The internet is full of lies. Yeah. No, this has definitely been full of lies. But maybe it always has been an acronym as hard as a motherfucker, and Jay-Z and Kanye West, maybe one day they were sitting around going, like, why do we say that, going ham? What so. does that mean? And then they figured it out, and they were like, hard as a motherfucker? That's great. That's a song right there. And they were like, gold. Spin it. Why not? They're people, too. No, I know. Uh, no, no, I know. Me and my two bears are gonna fuck you up! Which I, which I call Ipoo. This seems to indicate that it started with like T9 text conversation acronyms. Like, it started like LOL. Oh, you thing. know what? It, that could totally be it. Because right? that would, that would... Then the that acronym really out, is that. That would time out for a 74-year-old to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But a 30-year-old... And a 30- someone similar in age to be like, I know what it means, it's old, what do you mean? Of course. But still not, no, like, remember where it came from. Where it from. came from, right. Right? Come on, what's the matter? <laughs> Start using Rose like a pro. <laughs> Somebody asked. What does going ham mean? I've been seeing this phrase on the internet a lot lately. I have no idea what it is. Somebody goes, hands around manhood. It means the person's <laughs> about to masturbate. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the thing is, like, it's really looking like, as an acronym, it only means hard as a motherfucker. Like, the phrase going ham is only right. well, in I'm the context. Well, I'm not sure that it's always been an acronym, is what I'm saying. Well, like, I, no, 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 what I'm saying is, like, from what I'm... I'm learning here, because there's like, ham has various meanings. The cut of meat, all that different yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. The term going ham has only been used meaning going hard as a motherfucker. Yeah. And I think that it would make a lot of fucking sense if it originated in like early AIM, early AOL instant messenger kind of talk. Yeah, that would, that would make sense. Because then it would still, like, if it was, like, a really old phrase, I'd be like, why would it be hard as a motherfucker? Like, motherfucker is No, that's what I'm saying, is I don't know that it always meant effectively going hard as a motherfucker, but I'm not totally convinced that it always was as an acronym. I get what you're saying. Like, I'm, I'm now more convinced, though, that it, it was always an acronym. I mean, that that origin, I'll, I'd buy that. I'd buy that. That way it predates Jay-Z. But it doesn't predate... But it, it doesn't predate... Realistically, being hard as a hard as a motherfucker. But then that makes that song so fucking lame that they're like, "Let's go back to an aim yeah. acronym." Well, they could have gone laugh out loud, which would have been really because I a big for hit. a second I was like, I'm super, going with I was like, that's super clever to turn ham into hard as a motherfucker. Right, that's what no. I thought at first. No, whatever. I'm sure you're fascinated, audience. You want to? This is now the hard as a motherfucker podcast. Yeah, where we discuss going ham. Ad nauseum. Is she the girl who could talk to Esper's? Carrier pigeons brought word that she wiped out 50 of the Empire's best soldiers in a few minutes. They sent pigeons. Like, someone in the em someone watched her, like, fry all the people and, like, wrote a little note and he was like, Fly! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's a lie. But I recently watched that My movie. Um, watched that movie Harvey. Have you seen this? Jimmy oh, Stewart. That's a classic it's movie. It's this right? like awesome comedy where. Well, well, we could talk about the reasons that we would think it's awesome from, like, a meta writer point of view, because you would never see a movie like this now, but, like, it's, like, this parable about, like, how alcoholism is good. It's weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> where, like, Jimmy Stewart plays this character who's, like, just looks sort of clueless and is, like, super friendly, and he, like, walks around the world very slowly, and you'll be like, hey, I forget his name, but you'd be like, hey, Jimmy Stewart, and he'd slowly look up and be like, oh, oh. Oh yes. Uh, what well, what can I do for you? <laughs> and and he just like every day at like noon he like lives with his sister and and his niece or something and they're both like we gotta get him out of the house. No one will fuck us when he's around because he's uh, totally weird. Uh, I just don't want him here. So and he just spends all day long sitting at the bar talking to a rabbit that no one can see named Harvey. And he's right. like, well, Har Harvey and I will have two martinis. <laughs> but he's, like, the best guy on the planet. And so the plot is that, like, his sister tries to get him committed because she wants him out of the house so that for a party. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. She, shows, she, she goes to the mental hospital and they commit her. Oh, okay. And he shows up and he's like, and he's like, oh, whoa, I just want what's best for my sister. <laughs> I understand. Jimmy Stewart is the is crazy the one. Who one. thinks that there's a rabbit. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart, of course, just goes back to the bar, and the doctor comes to find him. And uh, he's like, well, I mean, you could, I'll go with you anywhere, but Harvey and I would sure like to share a drink with you, sir. <laughs> and so the whole movie is just like Jimmy Stewart getting fucking soused and people trying to, like, put him into this mental hospital and then the best twist ever comes and that's that the rabbit is fucking real. What? <laughs> yes! How does that happen? What and do you like, mean? And, and, like, you know, people come and they're like, there's, like, this monologue he has in the middle. He's like, well, I just love hearing what people have to say and we just... I have a drink with them and I tell them about Harvey and it's, well, it's just about the best thing they ever saw. And I just love other people and shit. And I, do, I don't understand. The how rabbit is, he is real? real. How is he He's real? a, he's a, well, if Jimmy puts it, he's a puka. Which is this, like, Celtic fable thing. What? A puka. It's That's like, like a, this mischievous Celtic that only rabbit. Jimmy it's not Stewart necessarily a rabbit. If you have a good enough heart, well, the you thing can is, see is it. what happens is like the head of the hospital, like gets trashed with Jimmy Stewart, and then he can like see the rabbit, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm crazy." Wait, so only if you're drunk, you can see? That, it's not clear, but like it becomes obvious to this guy that like this rabbit Harvey is real. And he goes back to the hospital, and there's, like, this hilarious sequence of he, like, goes to the hospital, and everyone's like, are you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. And, uh, you know, we should just leave him out. Everything's good. I gotta yeah. go. And it, there's certainly no and rabbits like, that I'm the, par the part that's nuts is, like, it's not like they show the rabbit. They show, like, the doctor, like, running like he's being followed, and he, like, runs into his office, and he closes the door, and, like, the door opens, and no one's there, and he's like, ah! <laughs> Anyway, it's a movie about Jimmy Stewart looking like just like a clueless idiot who spends literally all of his time drinking with an invisible rabbit. And it's like Why, his yeah, sister in the that. end, his sister in the end, like is trying to convince him to like get lobotomized so he's less trouble. 
Whoa. Well, they're like, we're going to inject him with Potion 9 or whatever, which makes crazy people sane. But and in this instance, nine? it seems like all of his craziness is tied directly to drinking constantly. Right, right. And then the other, the doctors out there are like, there's like a cab driver who's like, I've seen people come out of here after they get injected and they ain't no good anymore. Yeah, you know, like, different. they might have been crazy before, but they were better crazy. And then she's right. like, no, don't inject him. I want him to be be a drunk, crazy man forever. Right. And he, well, yeah. if that's what you want, sis. <laughs> and then they leave and Harvey stays... And, like, this doctor who, like, sees the puka realizes that he, like, hates his life and his whole thing is a sham. And he's like, can, can, can Harvey just come stay with me and we'll go and just drink every day and I won't be a psychiatrist anymore? Yeah, they're and, like, and then the he's like, really... well, if, if Harvey wants to stay, then he can. And then <laughs> Harvey doesn't want to stay. And he goes, <laughs> and he, and... <laughs> All right. Anyway. Have you made a decision? Will you become our last ray of hope? Should we yes say No. no? I want to see what happens. World is full of shit buckets. I think that must be because there's that prison room and there's the bucket. Yeah, there's, there's no the toilets bucket. anywhere. But what is the chair for? The, I mean, the guards are gonna want to sit and watch her get tortured. Watch right her here. get take a shit. If the room is usually for shitting in, mm -hmm. what is the chair for? No, I'm saying that it's a tor that's a torture prison room. Yeah, okay. It's just got a chair and a and, shit bucket. And a shit bucket because people who are tortured and stay in there need shit buckets. Yeah. Right. Like, you're going to want to collect the shit in a bucket. Right. Part of being a prison guard torture guy is you're also going to have to watch people shit. Yeah. And then I guess that's also part of being a prisoner is they're going to totally dehumanize you and be like, shit in the bucket. Yeah, that's unfortunately way too real of a thing. Exactly this game technique. is going there. That's this, what I'm saying. We're, yeah, no, this game is way more adult than the last one. Yeah, it's the game that's taking us there. Uh -huh. I had no part in this. I didn't come up with this idea. The game did this on its own. Mm -hmm. There's the whole sequence that's all about the shit bucket and the torture. I can't wait till we get back to the shit bucket torture sequence. And okay. made a decision. Will you become our last ray of hope? Sure. Yeah, like uh, we California lost the thing guy. where I yelled, make some noise for like a minute without stopping. Oh my god. That is a deep bummer. Yeah, there's no way I could ever go. No, don't. Make some noise! No, oh my god. no, but the thing about it last time was like there was like a whole three act structure to it as I was going through an emotional journey. Okay. It's going well. I still don't think you're going to signature that you were able to hit last time. You're already running low on air. You're already... Yeah, alright. Alright. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't cheat like that. You can't, you can't go back in. <laughs> oh my god, are you okay? <coughs> can, we, can I get you some water? <laughs> no, I'm good. Ugh. <laughs> Oys, noise, noise. <laughs> ah. What are you talking about? My, oh, that my chest hurts. Yeah. <laughs> We're really killing ourselves to recreate season three, guys. Oh. Could that ancient tragedy be playing out uh, once again? No. <laughs> oh. Like my veins in my arms hurt from that. I know, you really put your all into it. Oh. Well, I really egged you on to, like, put every bit of air that was in your lungs and I, just, I just wanted to make it better than last time. <laughs> Making finish. 
Making finesse in all the wrong places. Woman, I'm making nosh to you. Whoa. Making narsh. Making narsh. Making making sweet. Making sweet narsh. Sweet wet. <laughs> oh. Hot hot sticky narsh. Oh. This raft will take us right down the flowing rapids <laughs> all the way to narsh. <laughs> We're gonna ride the stream. <laughs> Stroke it all the way to narsh. Mm. Hop aboard the raft. Nah. Yeah, yeah, let's get on. Oh yeah, we had that whole conversation about how, if you think about it, if you're in the ocean and you eat anything... It's soup. It's seafood soup. Mm-hmm. That's like, kind of becomes like a worldview, though, because then you're like... There's dirt in The your whole food. world is a soup. Well, you know? soup is inherently a liquid food. Yeah, but it has things that in it has that aren't liquid, so right. the land is just like chunks also floating in the ocean. We're not flo- Oh, like the land itself? It's just pieces. No, the land itself is edges of the bowl. Yeah, okay, so... The, so, like, that's outside the of the bowl. It's just, like, floating in the soup of space. It's just, like, a morsel in its own right. Yeah, but I think that the ocean is more directly a giant bowl of soup than any of those other things. Yeah, but it's also kind of not, because it's cold and made of lots of things that Lots are... of soups are cold. Not lots. There are plenty. I can name you a handful of and all the things in it also are alive. Is it called Gestapo? What is it called? That red cold soup? Not Gestapo. Gapasso. Gestapo. It's not Gestapo. It's not Gestapo, but it's close. Definitely, it's definitely not Gestapo. I know what you're talking about. But it's close. Gestapo. Gespasso. You're closer. Uh, hold on, don't look it up yet. Uh, Gasapo. It's gotta be Gasapo. I just looked it up. It's Gasapo? Gaspacho. Gaspacho. That, yeah, Gaspacho. Gaspacho. It's, it's in a word that's so Italian it doesn't even have like an American way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. It's not Italian at all. It's, it's Spanish. 100%. <laughs> I've already uh, forgotten it. Gaspacho. Yeah. Gaspacho. That's, that's a cold soup. Gross. What I'm saying is, what what you were the point that both of I us were you were about to make a point that I was about to make, which is that at the end of the day, what we don't really have soups of is of live fish. Yeah, the ocean is not that much like a soup. It's more like a soup than and it's if a you were seafood eating soup. Seafood, seafood out of it, like you take a bite of the seafood, you're just eating underwater. Like this, it's not mixed with. It's not like you. Cut it up and mixed it with ocean and right, ate Because I'm not a part of the soup that I eat. You're like, usually I'm not, not in the soup. You're when usually I'm not it. swimming in the soup when you're eating it. Right. And when you're eating it, you're not also eating. Like, and you also aren't kind of like buying the definition of that, like. Like it's analogous a to a soup, right? There's but it's wet at that point in got, a way. It's yeah, it's a it's, briny thing full of potential food. Yeah, just like. Space. The Earth. No, no. Floating in it. Yeah, You're losing the Earth me there. Would be a tasty morsel. For what? A a horrible creature beyond our comprehension. Well, we don't know about that. Because he doesn't. Yeah, really and the krill taste. don't know about the whale shark. Put Bannon on the back row. I'm about to. Bannon, you belong on the back row. Double click. Wee hee hee! Game over.
don't tease the octopus kids that was it that was the one where I was like don't tease the octopus is definitely a phrase for jerking off Edgar and Terra race towards Niersh while protecting Bannon abbreviation culture exploded when instant messenger came around like that was when everyone was like what are all these are we just gonna talk in abbreviations now that was too many olives (laughs) I was wondering when that was gonna hit you (laughs) I should have gotten more olives you were complaining that I should have got I should have gotten I should have gotten more beats right I should have gotten more things right but that was too many all. That's altogether too many olives that I just ate. Yeah, what happens to your insides when you eat too many olives? Report back. So, uh, report back. Well, I mean, it's not as bad as whatever happens to you when you eat, eat too many nachos. Okay. Or anything like that I can report. So, comparatively, it's not that bad. Yeah, I just... There weren't, rem- like, oily shits. No, I don't think or so. I just remember it was a different kind of sick than usual. It was just like a general malaise. It wasn't like, oh, that was so many calories that like right. I really am going to die. It was just really like everything about eating another olive became unappealing. I don't know what to say about it. It was All like right. a pound of olives. <laughs> it's just a lot of reasonable amount of olives. That's why I asked the question. But most of that weight is in the pit too. You know, there's a lot of pit weights. A so lot really, of let's olives. say that it was like a half a pound of olives. Let's Flesh. go with that and yeah. say that that's healthy. I That's the thing. I don't know. Is it unhealthy? I don't know. It seems like too many olives. I don't know that olives are particularly, like, nutritious. Right. I really Maybe don't know. They are. Can you just live off... Like, is there an olive diet? Can you just live off of olives? That's got to give you some kind of cancer, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> Just like if you eat only fruit or whatever, it fucks with your body. Right. Like right. eating only one food is always a diet that ends with bad, bad things. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel sick. Like I don't feel like I ate a lot and I'm sick now, mm-hmm. as has often been the case on this podcast. But definitely, like you felt better. My stomach doesn't feel good as I keep putting them inside of me. <laughs> like it's like the taste kind of makes me go like this is you this. Might make us sick if you keep going. I've told you about that olive place that I used to live near in New York. Maybe. But they only sell olives and they just have like giant barrels full of different types of olives all over the store. It's like a small, you know, convenience store size place in Manhattan. Mm. 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 Because that was something. Did you just have more olives? You're so good. Well, I realized I didn't get to taste every kind of olive I bought yet. Uh-huh, so I uh-huh. Another... Oh, yeah, you wanted another olive? It's really, it's that it's just, it's too, it's too briny, it's too salty. It's too, <laughs> too much vinegar, salt. salt, or whatever, yeah. it's too much of that. I can't sleep in this Bitcoin bed. Yeah, so, so the Bitcoin thing must just mean bed. I guess. But not necessarily that you can sleep in it. Yeah, is there like a government regulation that every bed this needs bed to be labeled certified. bed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bed, that feels like a real Soviet thing, like a two and two equals five thing. Like there'd be a bed with no official government seal on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they'd be like, what is this? And you'd be like, I don't know, it's not a bed. It's I've a- never <laughs> seen anything like that in my life. And they're like, very good, it's not a bed. Yes. And they'd put a sticker on it and be like, a now what is it's it a now? bed now. I mean, I couldn't see, you know, it's now it's a bed. It was nothing before. 
But now that the government has sanctioned it, it is a bed. It is officially a bed. It's like, interesting, before it was nothing, and now it is a bed. You see the power of the state. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the returners just want to return to a time when they could call whatever they wanted that they slept in a bed. Yeah. They're like, all the... They're like, sleeping bags are beds if you think about it. Yeah, what is a bed really? If not where you're lying down. Can you do a Michael Caine for that? Well, what what have I done? I betrayed the town. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Take, <laughs> take a second. Yeah. I betrayed the town, but I didn't even need the money. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I, did, I betrayed Ma- the town. I betrayed the town. <laughs> Master Wayne. Master Wayne. To a magic trick. <laughs> what you to do? I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, like, the merchant thing is a whole uniform. Like, when you right. see them in battle, it's like, they're out, you know that they're, everything they have to sell is on them. So you see them, and you're like, oh, he's a merchant, and he's got a lot of stuff to sell still. And yeah. then when they're naked, you're like, he's a merchant, and he's rich. Right. he's just got, like, a big sack of gold. And he covers his balls. Yeah, he's he covers his balls with his giant he sack of gold. He walks proudly. Yeah, well, because that's how... You, I love, Yeah, that was and your point and, before. And and like, you, know us, you know a merchant is successful if he's fucking naked at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, because he walks out at the beginning of the day covered in stuff to sell, <laughs> and he sells it all. And he walks through town naked, covering his balls with his giant sack of gold, smugly t- looking at people and saying, It's rude to look. <laughs> Like, with a big shit-eating grin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, everyone yeah. has... No one can take their eyes off of my yeah. giant sack. sack of gold. <laughs> <laughs> so she used to be a general, now she's just a traitor. But really, let's go. You take me along, yeah. Yeah, I should not have eaten all of those olives that fast. They were so good, though. All of those olives? All of those olives. Yeah, I mean, you ate, like, the whole garden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They have something called a golden banana. It's deep-fried mashed banana wrapped with a spring roll skin. Garnished with whipped cream and chocolate sauce. (laughs) Yes. Getting two of them. That sounds like a crazy version of a banana split. Yeah, that sounds like a good thing to do with a banana. Deep fry it. That is. Right. And then mash it and then deep fry it. Oh, this whole thing with General Leo. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is what's yeah, happening. Okay, yeah. yeah. But then after that. <coughs> yeah. You keeping a sharp lookout? I can't do both. Let's, uh, yeah. Let's, Bannon uh, and the. Yeah, what? <sighs> hey, you! Are you keeping a sharp lookout? That's gonna be unsustainable. <laughs> that sucks, yeah. They're just, hey, you! You keeping a sharp lookout? You, you, you keep a. Uh, let's just read for a while. Hey, you! You keeping a sharp lookout? We could try putting a uh, post production distortion like. I mean. What We're gonna we end up cutting most of them. Oh, I know, I know, I know, so. but I just, I just like the idea for even a second of just being like, yes, sir. correct, sir. Yeah, the the disguise voice effect is amazing. How are you? You like, you won't have to do it. Please save your petty small talk. Just do your job. Here, wait. Let's see if people can tell the difference. You do an impression of it. I'll do the real thing. You do like uh, say this line, but. In Phew. Someone's gotta put that guy away. Phew. Someone's gotta put that guy away. 
See, I sounded way better. I know it already. Well, because I don't have a digital thing on my. Yeah, voice. no, I'm doing it right. Well, how could I be worth the cracker truly tell? People might be able to tell. But what I mean, I know I haven't been able to hear at all. What if I can't? Well, I think they're not going to be able to tell just because what I'm going to do is put the distortion on everything I'm saying and not put it on what you're saying, but you're speaking so low right now, I don't even know if the mic's picking it up properly. That's a good point. <laughs> Whatever. I'd like to tell him to his face that he's no General Leo. God, get there. Let's get there. Now we got this fucking shit with Cyan. Oh, yeah. Now that Leo's gone, I'll have to. Oh, now that Leo's gone, I'll turn. Now that, now that Leo's gone, I'll turn this water into a flowing river of poison. Yeah, he's Dale. Yeah, he's Dale. <laughs> we did it. We finally landed on our Kefka. Yeah, we we settled on this. We <laughs> settled on this. We settled on an impression of Dale from King of the Hill. <laughs> you loser. I'll take care of this situation in no time. Yeah, I like it. Don't be pompous, and don't forget that they're people, just like you and me. We need not spare those lands that gave rise to the Returners. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm falling more and more in love with that. <laughs> you just go and be a good little boy. <laughs> I had put on my sprint shoes today. I could have saved him. <laughs> I could have. I could have gotten there in time. Save your strength. Don't. Don't talk. Go. Run to your family. Hack. Gasp. Highness. Here we are. We're. This is right where it is. Right. Here. This is literally. It was on that literally line right of dialogue. Here, yeah. Wow. We were standing right here like this. Fuck yes. Okay. Yeah, now the pod continues. And exhale. Oh my god. We made it back. That's episode five. What the <laughs> fuck did we just listen to? What kind of an experience was that? I hope uh, you enjoyed that. You probably either think that that is the best episode we've ever done, or definitely the worst. It's definitely the best, but I either way, so we finally, we, <laughs> we caught back up to ourselves. Oh my god. So Cyan... He's running towards his family. Cy yeah, Cyan's about to find out that his family has died. I mean, that I just remember that day being like, come on, can we finally get there? Right. And then I think one of my least favorite parts of this game has to be the fucking Doma Castle cutscene mm -hmm. where you're watching General Leo talk to Kefka. It's really long. It lasts for forever. It's really There's two long. soldiers that are involved that, are, that talk. It goes for... Forever, and it then does. you watch like Cyan defend Doma Castle and succeed, and then they poison the castle, and the people die, and you're back with it. Goes <laughs> like you start this part thinking you're going on an adventure with Sabine and Shadow, and you end up in like an endless cutscene. It's ridiculous. Anyway, and we just got through the cutscene. So, uh, join us next week. Come Please back. Join us next week. Rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us at noonecanknowaboutthis.com. I feel like re-energized. I feel dead right now. I'm like thriving on this. I'm like feeding. <laughs> <laughs> Something woke up inside of me. <laughs>
You can find us at nocatpodcast at gmail.com. That's N-O-C-K-A-T and at nocatpodcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Find us on the Patreon. The video version is back up for this episode, by the way. Yeah, this so part has video. You can watch a meaningless video. <laughs> the most... Like, the last three episodes, it's like, why have it? Yeah. Oh, but go sign up for that. Yeah, check out the video version. We're on Twitter, too. Did we say that already? We've never said that we're on Twitter, too. <laughs> but we are. Yeah. I'm at Jeffrey Ekman. I'm at... Arkazmiski. Well, yeah. Or R... I think it's Arkazmiski. Arkazmiski. Right. And this podcast, is why we've never said it the before. The podcast is at NoCap Podcast. Yeah, well, I did say that. Oh, you did say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I forgot. I mean, my head is scrambled. <laughs> but, uh, but it's alive. But it's alive. Yeah, no, there's like... <laughs> inside of me, there's the voice that's like, you always knew that this was what it was leading to. <laughs> like, the, the spiritual side of me is waking up. Like, yeah. Crawling into consciousness, going like, now is our chance. Like, now is when it begins. <laughs> Everything before this was a dream. And with that, here's a little taste of next week on No One Can Know About This. But I do think, I mean, maybe I'm just making this up because it's such a well-worn gag. Right. But it always made sense to me that, like, if, if it were hot out and you left a banana peel out face down, the bottom part would get like slit slimy. Yeah, it would and and you wouldn't have any traction because your foot would be on like the the peel of Maybe it. Maybe this is a case of, you know how there's like we all know the news story of the old lady who like burned her legs off with McDonald's coffee. Right, right. Maybe this is true. a joke about like way back in like the 30s. <laughs> somebody there's like a famous suit where somebody slipped on a banana peel and got like severely injured and like won a lawsuit. I don't think so. Well, no. maybe. Maybe. It's possible, but old-timey petty lawsuits is not something you hear a lot about. No, but I bet in 50 years you won't hear a lot about the, McDonald's the petty one. lawsuits from now either. Yeah, but there will be all new. And there will only be idioms up. like "Don't spill your hot coffee on you, or you'll get burned like an old lady." <laughs> yeah. and everybody will go, "Where does that come from?" And somebody old will go like, well, back in the 90s, there was this frivolous lawsuit, which actually wasn't frivolous at all, but it kind of got turned that way for a lot of different reasons that are complicated. And so now it's known as a frivolous lawsuit, even though this woman, like, burned her fucking legs off and it's like a fucked up thing that, like, there was complicated elements to it where she's actually in the right here. You've heard those parts of the story? Yeah, yeah, I I know the... That's how the old people are going to tell the youngs about where that phrase comes from. Yeah, no one's ever going to remember anything that happened to us because we can't even make a good idiom about coffee. It's just, it's over (laughs) for us. Nothing will be passed on. Nope. No one can remember the details.